Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode 15 of Bard's Eye View. And this week we're going to be looking at episode 15, not surprisingly, of Xenia Warrior Princess. Uh, I just said Xenia again, but we'll let that slide. And, <laughs> and this episode, <laughs> this episode is called Warrior dot 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 Princess. See what they did there? Yeah, I, I'm fully aware of punctuation marks and their functions. Almost well, in like that case, let, let's call it job. by its proper. Let's call it by its proper name: Warrior Ellipsis Princess. Yep, the Warrior Ellipsis Show. So they were <laughs> they were bound to do this eventually, you know, weren't they? I mean, uh, I do. I remember, like ages ago, last week's guest, uh, Goblin, texted me and said, "If Xena's people are farmers and tavern owners, why is she a princess?" Yeah. Um, and I just said, "Because she's so good at warrioring." Which yeah. you'd later confirmed to me was the real reason. Like, desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, life lesson there. Anything you're really good at, your epithet is your job and then princess. Okay, so Wonko, I'm... Wonko, teacher princess. I'm not really good at it, though. So it would be like, Wonko, fuck with oh, princess. Right. <laughs> uh... Wonko, Wonko, national embarrassment princess. Hobbyist right. princess. So this is, <laughs> hey, hobbyist princess. Hobbyist princess. Yeah. yeah, that's that's me. You got a new hobby that's now, me. right? Aggressive hobbyist. Yeah, uh, yeah, possibly. My yeah. my new hobby is arriving courtesy of Amazon later today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. You just copying yeah. me though, because I took up painting, and so obviously you got to copy me. Well, no. I texted you last night and said I, I need some retail therapy. What can I buy that will come in a parcel and be exciting? <laughs> you said, take up painting. Do, do some painting. Yeah, get some so, finger paint. So I'm going to do some. I'm going to do some painting. Yeah. Anyway, we just. It's very unlike us, but we digress. Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's talk about this. So this is this is the first of several doppelganger episodes. Yeah. Um, spoiler, but we we did say that that was it. That was the case last time. Um, but I I don't think we I don't think we saw this coming first time round. So it, it I think this is quite a fun episode, actually. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I, I think that the doppelganger episodes get they do tend to get more uh, more ridiculous as time goes on, and it yeah, they, stretches... they they turn into slapstick. Yeah, they do a lot. The lot the later ones are very slapsticky. Um, but this one isn't so much, so yeah. you know it, it. It's it's decent. It's decent. It's all right. Yeah. It, it, I. So we start as we so often do, um, gallopy, gallopy, gallopy through the forest, mm-hmm. um, and it's just nice seen on her own. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Uh, poignant, um, plangent, fluty music, isn't it? It's that kind of. I don't understand half those adjectives. Well, uh, find find uh, uh, an English teacher of, of good repute and, and they'll well, tell I you didn't... to look it up. That's what dictionaries are for. Oh, I hate that advice. I never give that advice to yeah. children. If they don't know how to spell something, look it up in a dictionary. Well, what? Well, I mean, you're following at the first hurdle. They don't know how to spell it. They're not going to find it, are they? No, it's because if, no, if they want to know what it means. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, nice music. Um, but, but quite, uh, so Zena's gallopy 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 she arrives at a castle um two guards at the the big castle gate um and she thinks oh i'm gonna have to tough this one out as per fucking usual (laughs) and suddenly here we go again and suddenly very unexpectedly these two guards just take the knee um they drop to they drop to one knee and open the gates for her and uh and xena's like huh Huh, okay whatever Mm -hmm. so she goes in she goes into the castle, more guards, and she thinks, oh, right, okay, now I'm going to get the fight, fight, fight. Um, but actually, they're lined up on either side, holding their spears, and as she walks between them, as if she were doing the gauntlet again, they kind of come to attention with these spears. So it's like a guard of honour, mm-hmm. uh, as if she was getting married um, in a weird sort of militaristic ceremony. Okay. And again, she's like, bit, this is a bit, bit weird. But I like uh, the part. Nice. I liked nice. how they were, they sort of rhubarbed over <laughs> some locker room talk 
for these yes for these soldiers to be partaken in before she appeared um yeah <laughs> that was <true>. amusing <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's some there's some good rhubarb in this episode yeah um so thing, things are a little bit little bit weird she's being she's just basically walked into this heavily guarded castle but is just being she just walked in like she owns the place Ha <laughs> 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 um oh then then what happens that her her um a maid appears and flings and tries a, to, a shawl and over tries her. to put a transparent shawl yes. over her uh, uh, like here's a oh you you need to cover up your shoulders you slut uh here's some fucking silk with scarf. this cling film <laughs> yeah yeah here's this see-through silk scarf to put over your shoulder and like Zena later tries to balls this out that she was wearing a costume for a ball and everyone's just ignoring the massive sword strapped to her back yeah, that's a good that's a good part of a ball costume isn't it yeah heavily yeah. armed heavily armed, armed and, and like covered in leather and heavily armed with various weaponry so there's there's all this slight weirdness like maybe people think she's someone she isn't yeah um and then she's she's kind of left alone in this room to she, she's to get said, oh she says fetch the king she says she tells the maid to go and yeah go and the fetch maid's the king. like he's in his bedroom you could go in if you want ah <laughs> lol i don't think so chum i'm not that sort of warrior princess <laughs> madam we are not that sort of roving madam, we are not that sort of <laughs> But then call, the call serving back to girl goes previous. off. Yes, it is. No one will get that. Because no. all of the 25 people or so that are actually listening to this never listen to that one. Um, no, that's so, true. Um, but yeah, is uh, left alone. And obviously, the first thing she does is get right into the alcohol cabinet. Yes. You know, she's like a teenager whose parents have gone for the night. <laughs> So she casually pour, pours herself a. Um, I'm gonna guess it's port. I'm gonna guess it's like 100% ethanol. Well, <laughs> how, how do we come to these conclusions? Well, there's an assassination attempt. So, of course, um, yeah. an, an incompetent assassin pulls a dagger behind her, but makes a clinking sound as he pulls the dagger out of the sheath. <sighs> the fool creeps up on her, and she turns round with a mouthful of port stroke ethanol. Grabs a torch and does her usual does her thing, um, fire breathing thing. Yeah. Um. So he catches fire and he rhubarbs his way out of the window. <laughs> yeah. My favorite and bit escapes. Of, my favorite bit of rhubarbing. <laughs> it's not even yeah. like personal rhubarbing. It's just like I mean, I say rhubarbing. I mean, it's just sound, isn't it? It's just sound added. It's when he falls out the window and then they make sure that you hear a splash. <laughs> So that you know that he's not burning to death outside. They just add a splash in because obviously there was like a moat under the window or something. So that he can know that he's not burning to death. She sets a lot of people on fire in this episode. Um, Yes. Bit of a theme, isn't it? And then immediately chucks them into water. Yeah, and none of them seem to be any the worse off No, they don't really seem to be the worse for wear at all. You know, I think which is just... weird because burns are horrible. Yeah, they're not great. It's not great to be burned all you mm. know over however much percent of your body. So, who would have thought? Anyway, so we're seconds, we're seconds, possibly minutes into this episode. There's been an assassination <laughs> attempt. She's foiled that. She's looking out after the out, out after him out of the window, going, "Oh, what was all that about?" <laughs> um, when the king summoned from his bedroom turns up and he starts oh saying ah Zena, i have called you here to say no this is class man this king i need to say something about this fucking king he's in is his, it about his crown he's, yes <laughs> <laughs> he jumps in he comes in he's in his nighty he's basically in his nighty right but he's signed the time to stick on his novelty oversized right <laughs> massive massive crown someone's compensating for something (laughs) (laughs) how do you know that i'm the king which old man in an 80 is the king well it's the one with the giant the one with the big fuck off crown (laughs) i think i think it's the biggest crown we've seen it's the biggest crown anyone has ever worn like what was there (laughs) 
prop department, what was your trauma? Who hurt you? Because like, <laughs> it's like it's like the crimes you used to draw when you were like a two year old. Oh, I'm going to draw yeah, a princess. Is. I'm going to draw a big crown. The bigger the crown, the better. With your crayons yeah. and your fists. Hi, Janeway. Did you hear the chirping noise? That's oh. Janeway. Jane, Janeway is a cat. Yeah, yeah. Janeway's joined the podcast. She's a pretty. Great? She's such a pretty cat. She's We've such also a pretty got kitty. Other cats in the room. We've also got Zatris and Zena sleeping. Zena the cat. And also, Zena let's do cat. a shout out to Zena the cat because it is her birthday. Zena the cat is six years old today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Zena. Excellent. Woo. Applesauce to you, my friend. I think. I think. <laughs> Let's get back to the episode. I guess. Cat's birthdays aside. <laughs> Cat's birthday is important. It is. It is. She's she's all grown up now. Yeah. Um, so the king shows up. He he says to her back, Ah, oh, Zena, I've called you here because we we are in danger because of my giant crown. <laughs> Zena, I've called you here. My giant crown is missing. <laughs> it's on your head, James. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, like so, let's get. I, I'm gonna. I, I'll take over the recap because I, I can't answer Good. it myself. Um. Basically, he wants her to stop an assassination attempt on her daughter, on his daughter, who... His daughter. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, who is, who would have guessed, who looks exactly like her. Ah, da-da-da-da, there's the big twist. Zena and... <laughs> you may have seen it Zena coming. and the daughter, who is called Princess Diana. Now, I'm sure Princess, the real Princess Diana was still alive at this time, right? This is 1996. Yes, so, yeah, presumably that was deliberate. Well, I think there's another explanation for that, and I'll tell you what it is when we get to the bit that made me think it. Okay. Ha-ha. All right. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, but, but yes. I mean, like, she's probably the yes. most famous princess in the world, you know? So I guess. Presumably. I guess. Well, it's, it's hard for me to remember whether people deified her before she was dead or not. Uh, or if people just went I, went nuts over Princess Di after she died. No, she don't no, there was always a cult. There was always a bit of a celebrity worship. Cult following. Her. Yeah. Alright, okay. Fine. Anyway, so so this is this is the big point is that Xena and Princess Diana are identical in every way apart from temperament and skills, basically. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> Diana's phys- got a physically nice they're doubles. Well, no, I mean Diana's got a nice bit of shade. She's like, it's like looking in a mirror before I brush my hair. Ha ha ha! Oh yes, Diana, yes. Then we've got a little. When you see, she says before I brushed my hair, as if she's ever brushed her own hair, because we see this and later in the episode, we've got the serving girl who brushes her hair for her. This girl does stuff well, for herself. Of course she has. Of course she has. Anyway, so now we now we get a we. We get a bit of plot. We get a bit of exposition. Um, Princess Diana is due to marry someone called Mirius, Midius, Mirius. She, she's um, due some... to marry um, uninterested homosexual. Yes. She's due to marry Edward the Second. Off and away. Off Any... and away with these royal weddings. <laughs> <laughs> From the neighbouring kingdom, their kingdoms will be united under the legal code of... Wherever it is, Diana is princess of, uh, and the uh, Trius, Trius, Trius. That'll do. Let's Trius. call it. Let's call it. So what I remember is the name of the neighbouring kingdom, which is Liberium, which is a bit on the nose considering mm. that the issue at hand is the fact that this country allows slavery, and yeah. the <laughs> yeah, they literally called it Liberium. Is is this? deep irony in naming or is it <laughs> woeful ignorance um it could be both why not go for both i guess why not I go guess. for both um so why that's both? i always yeah i was like what the fuck what the fuck you couldn't have given it literally any other name but you know okay yeah okay, that's cool yeah. um so yeah this is how they managed to convince Zena that this is important because really mm. she doesn't give a fuck she wouldn't normally give a fuck about the problems of the rich. 
because mm. she's here to Robin Hood it, man. But as is always the case, uh, the problems of the rich seem to have a fucking trickle down effect to everyone else. So like, they're gonna make their problems everyone's problems. Like, oh well, if we can't have, if we can't have our royal wedding, then I guess we can't. I guess we can't abolish slavery. I guess there's nothing we can do yes, about that. Somehow, somehow, yeah, we would have. Wedding yeah, abolishes it's impo- it would just be and, and impossible fact, for us to do that. And and someone says later, well, we'd have abolished it by now if it weren't for the ancient bylaws. It's almost but as well, if laws can be changed. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like abolish the bylaws. So yeah, repeal them. You know, no parliament but can that line, bind another, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> that line, if it weren't for the ancient bylaws. Reminded me very much of um, our good friend uh, Giraffe. Yes. Um, who just quite casually said the other day. I love how you said Giraffe as if saying Dave wouldn't be also a pseudonym. That's true. <laughs> our, gir- our giraffe friend Dave, um, who who the other day just quite casually said, "Oh, there's there's big scandal because um, so and so and so locally is going to this this village." Um, with whom we have an ancient dispute. <laughs> <laughs> like, with no explanation. It's like, we don't go there because of ancient disputes. But someone's gone there, so we're all disputes. up in arms about it. Oh, that's Due to ancient favorite. disputes. It's my favourite <laughs> It's my favourite so, thing um, she's ever said. Slavery would have been abolished by now if it weren't for ancient disputes, ancient bylaws. <laughs> so... All the comedy and most of the plot in this episode comes from the fact that, obviously, as they're doppelgangers, they decide to do a switcheroo. So Xena is going to pretend yeah. to be Diana. Diana is going to pretend to be Xena. Xena will find out what's going on. She'll sort it out. Diana will be kept out of the way. She'll go and meet Gabrielle on the road because nothing ever happens to Xena and Gabrielle on the road. I'm nothing. sure she'll be safe there. Literally nothing ever happens. So, so we, very, we have this very Shakespearean, this plot, isn't it? Very comedy of errors. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. So we have a we have a little um the the switching scene where Xena gives Diana Xena lessons and <laughs> Diana has to remind Xena how dresses work because she seems to have forgotten. But we know um, that Xena looks good in a dress and wears dresses I know. sometimes I know. and is fine with but it's them. A, it's a little But basically yeah, it's just like here moment. are your butch lessons, here are your femme lessons, that's it, you know. Yeah, and shoulders really nice, back. Really nice That's touch. how to be a bitch. Shoulders back. Yeah, shoulders back. Tits out. Stand up straight. <laughs> wide stance. <laughs> so, so she goes to these butch lessons, and then we see Diana dressed as Zena, riding away from the castle on Argo, riding side saddle. Side saddle. <laughs> That's a really I love nice that. Yeah, it's, good. it's a nice detail. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I like the little ribbons that she put on her armor that Zena had to pull off. Yeah. Uh, that it looks. Like it was so dark. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to lighten it up with some red silk ribbons. Yeah, that's what we need, man. Yeah, classic, <laughs> classic Diana. Well, so um, there we go. So the so the switch is made. The switch yeah. is made. Um, off go off goes Diana to meet Gabrielle. Um, and Zena is all set to um marple her way around and find find out what's going on in the castle. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna find so her way. She's... she's already decided. She's already worked out. Um, she's basically already worked it all out, right? That the only people who've got any reason to want to kill Diana are the slavers oh, from yeah. Liberium, and yes. that there's getting help from inside the castle, which is how they're all getting yeah. past their guards. So she's already exactly. worked all that out, which is obvious to be fair. Um, so she's on her guard from the start, and then uh, she beats up a random guy who appears. And unfortunately, said random guy was armed with a rose <laughs> and not a sword. Because this is her future brother-in-law, Philemon. Philemon. Philemon, who is um one of the he's he's one of the baddies from um from the Path Not Taken episode. Oh, well, the activists. They just reused him. What, they just reused him. What? Um, what I mostly, what I mostly noticed about him that he, he seems to have come straight from another gig. Um, yeah, from that gig in in a in a, in a Bucks Fizz tribute band. <laughs> he's, he's got strong, 
strong Eurovision energy. It's yeah, got fluffy, fluffy hair and a yeah, yeah. fawn coloured hair and sky blue eyes, as Diana described yes, it. Yes, as described clearly, by Diana. Diana clearly has the hots for this chap. So she's Who's just going hoping to be her brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. That's not not gross at all. Um, she's <laughs> just desperately hoping that the man that she's actually going to marry is kind of like his brother, which unfortunately. He is not. The wiki describes him as pale and homely, which I thought was cruel. <laughs> it was pretty cruel. <laughs> well, home, homely, I, I forget which way around it is because it's not a word I tend to use. But homely I think in, means ugly. That's what it means. It, well, it, it can mean ugly, but it can also mean just, you know, cosy, boy next door-ish kind of. I think no, it's that. It means, I think it it's means meant ugly. to be that. He's plug ugly. There's He's only, not plug ugly. There's only one definition of that word. There's no good okay. side. It's not like the woman in the swimming pool with the bonnie thing. There's no one. There's no good side and bad side you can have. It's <laughs> okay. just. Anyway, well, he, he's not. He's not homely, but he he does look as if he's he's come from a bucks fizz. Um, no, no, no! Uh, it's not. No, it's not. It's not Philemon. They describe as pale and homely. It's the man that she's going to marry. It's the guy. Oh, the okay. Brother. Okay. Because okay. he, he, you know, because he doesn't, he shows up so poorly and negatively against Mr. Fawn Coloured Hair, Sky Blue Eyes, Bucks Fizz tribute. Yeah. Star. So. Dude. Um, okay. So after having knocked this guy out, she's like, oh shit. Oh well. Um, <laughs> like, I guess I'd better wake this prick up. Um <laughs> I mean, that's right. She so she flings some water or possibly yeah. some ethanol in his face, saying, "Let's let's see if you do have sky blue eyes." And, <laughs> and he and he wakes up, and thankfully he hadn't realised that it was Zena who knocked him out because he he managed to does this kind of double take. Where did they go? The guys that knocked me out because because <laughs> it had to be more than one. Obviously, it had to be a whole yeah. group of them. You should have seen how many. Um, yeah. You should see the other guys. Yeah, you scared them and, off. Uh, and, how did he scare them off Zena, by getting knocked out? I know. But that you Zena just, as you, Diana simpers. You you scared them away. You're, big, yeah. you're so big and butch. And he just away. believes that, even though he got knocked out so easily <laughs> without even seeing them. You just cannot. You you can always rely on the overconfidence of a white man. You know he's like, oh yeah yeah that's right. I must have scared them off. That makes sense. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but but we well. now get. A really, really. This is my one of my favourite scenes. I think from the whole episode, this excellent set piece where a bunch of ninjas turn up. Oh yeah, they really whirling, are ninjas, man. Whirling swords expertly, um, and uh, Philemon thinking. Diana says, "Stay behind me, Philemon. Stay behind me. I'll I'll deal with these. I can I can take these guys on." Um, obviously, he can't because there's like eight of them or, or something. <laughs> um, but you know who can? That's Zena. But. He thinks she's Diana, so she has to stay behind him, <laughs> take them all out without him seeing. Yeah. So there's a lot of high kicking, and it's, it's just it's such a great fight scene. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. What? 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 No, what? Fight, me? Fight, fight. No, no, I didn't punch him in the face. No. Oh, yeah. Well and done. Off, he turns around, and she she's there with an innocent face, going. Oh, well done, Philemon. You somehow managed to knock every single one of them out. Good job. Uh, except one. Uh, oh no! They so they all they all come to and they run away. And the last one goes out with a rhubarb. Hey, fellas, wait for me. Run, run, Class. run. So off they go. And we cut to. Well, we haven't seen her yet this episode, but finally here we get Gabrielle. It's Gabby, and she's it's Gabby writing poetry about Zena. <laughs> she's trying. She's writing a. This is she's writing a poem. Yeah, about her best friend. This is the first, the first time Gabrielle's scrolls appear in the mythology yes. of the series. So, um, and I said this in the last episode. The thing about Gabrielle, that like the 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 narrative would have we believe she's an amazing storyteller and writer. She's not. <laughs> she's not. She's shit. <laughs> she's. So she's come up with a line that's de dum de dum de dum de lives, and then she's, oh, what what, what rhymes with lives? lives? And then she eventually just lives. goes for sieves, bivs, sieves. Yeah, she that eventually could work. goes for sieves. Yeah, that would work in a world of broken sieves. So that's just basically like your memory. 
Um, <laughs> that's how to that's how to do poems. Yeah, people. That's how come my, up with a line. That's how, my... and then go through the alphabet until something rhymes. <laughs> yes, that's how my until something poems. Until something rhymes, bimes, kimes, dimes, dimes. <laughs> right, dimes. That could work. Yeah, like <laughs> this is whenever you get little kids to write poetry. That's all they do. <laughs> that's all they do. They say what they want, and mm. then they think of something that'll rhyme with it. And usually, yeah. that these days, that involves going to rhymezone.com and typing in the thing. And then just using a random word that they don't even know what it means. So, class. Yeah, it's kind of kind of unfortunate when you set that set them that poem about uh, something, something, the golden ratio. <laughs> de-dum, de-dum, de-dum. Miss, what does Felicia mean? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you too. <laughs> also, what the fuck? What the fuck sort of frame of Miss Jean Brody accent was that? That is not Miss how Jean I Brody. speak. Miss Jean Brody. <laughs> assassin. Assassin. What rhymes with assassin? <laughs> Get your bets. She in. stood there gassing. <laughs> Let's get let's get back to a program that actually is about assassins. Um, so yeah, Gabrielle's writing her po- uh, shit poetry. Really Gabrielle's bad writing poems. her shit poetry. <laughs> Gabrielle is assassinating poetry in the woods. Yeah. When a, a random th- he's not warlord of the week material. He's just, he's a just thug, some turns guy. Up. Just some random. Yeah. But to be honest, he's, he's probably got a dirty face, just though. he's probably just one of the poor unfortunates of the kingdom who needs mm. to turn to crime to pay the bills because yeah uh, as we see soon um no everyone is fucking poor in this kingdom except the extremely rich king with his giant golden crown <laughs> the entire wealth of the kingdom <laughs> is invested in the crown, crown. yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so this thug wants to take gabrielle's purse she's not having it yeah. but just at that moment she sees Zena riding around the corner. Hooray! <laughs> um, but of course, it's not Zena. It's it's Diana. Yeah. Who fights like a girl and runs away and cries. Yeah, but luckily which is, Gabby. Which is fun. Like I don't know why Gabby didn't take care of it in the first place because Gabrielle is a trained Amazon warrior who just beats yeah, the guy actually... up with her staff anyway when Zena fucks off and then and then just drops it and leaves it behind. Yeah, she just she's got Stupidly. very poor, very poor. Um, cane of weapons, you know. Yeah. So she runs up to Diana. E- Eponin as... would Eponin would have her hide e- for that. Oh, Eponin would spank her. That's why she does it. <laughs> I bet she would. That's why. That's why Gabs keeps doing it. Anyway, Gabrielle goes and finds Diana hiding behind a tree and yeah. says, "Okay, it's test day, isn't it? It's, yeah. this, this was a test, and I and I passed." Class. Um, Diana gives her a note from Zena saying, "I know it looks like me, but it's not. It's." this princess it's this other random and, yeah and, and gabrielle's like no i'm not falling for that you're, you're xena and uh, diana is is such a wuss that she had no actually you're really not xena okay. <laughs> yeah okay. diana starts to cry and she's like nope that can't be right xena had her tear ducts blocked up when she was a child <laughs> yeah <laughs> welded shut yeah do you know my sister actually did have her tear ducts blocked when she was a child she was born with blocked tear ducts. She had to have an operation to to let her have white women tears. <laughs> Otherwise, don't cry for me, Wonko's sister. Yeah, please don't. Oh, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, D- Diana says to, to Gabrielle, "Tell me what to do to be a convincing Zena." And I imagine that was a springing off point for lots of um, quite filthy fanfic. Well, what, well, what Zena would do at this point. <laughs> what Zena would do is, do you know. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, but that would be quite gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you Fan know, fiction often is. it'd be good for practice, wouldn't it? Because later on, Zena says, "When you meet, when you meet your person, you know, you gotta yes. not be too scared to say anything." So, who makes the first move? Well, you know, mm-hmm. mm, interesting. Anyway, back in the castle, back in the castle, Philemon is sort of lurking. Um, and some, something's made him a bit suspicious and it's his, his brother's arriving and there's just a general sense of unease so he obviously thinks something's not quite right here 
Um, and this is this is kind of um, exacerbated when Zena insists on going to the banquet to meet her in Diana's intended um, as Diana. And the king is like, mm, there's a lot of people there that Diana knows. Are you sure you can pull this off? Zena's <laughs> um, confident, obviously, because she's Zena. So she's no, 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 let's do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, and yeah, she's she's not entirely convincing as no. Diana, I would say. Like she wants to see who all the major players are and she gets to see the dude, this guy, who is like, you're talking about the king's outfit being over the top. This guy. Ah, you mean Professor Quirrell? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's like. That's what it's like. And it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, she says he looks like a used chariot salesman, which is very funny to me. <laughs> that amuses the shit out of me, man. <laughs> So yeah, he's he's wearing a lot of bling. He's got these long robes, yeah, and he's, he's got this turban. Up. And I I have just called him Quirrell all the way through because that, <laughs> yeah, that's Professor Quirrell, poor poor, yeah. poor stuttering Professor Quirrell. Yeah, because he's obviously <laughs> the baddie. Zena clocks him as the baddie immediately. Right? Yes. How many syllables did that word have? Immediately she clocks him, and the king's like, no, no, it couldn't possibly be him. Um, the fact that I said he's, him, he's my. Um, He's, he's my, my ambassador to Liberium. He's my poorly paid ambassador to Liberium who is enjoying many gifts from ri- rich Liberians. Liberians? Um, <laughs> such as slave traders. He He's totally above suspicion. Of course he is. In fact, he says he hasn't got an evil spot in his body and Xena smirks and says, ah, come on, we've got all got the evil spot somewhere. Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> listen, Xena. <laughs> Let's... Let's bypass that obvious, obvious yeah. attempt at a dirty joke. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. So, um, so we we get into the banquet proper and they say dinner is served. It's and a banquet. Dinner like, it's a dinner is, party for six. It's like come down with me. And it's a table of fruit and bread rolls. It's just grapes and bread rolls. You know they they need they need some of those emergency avocados from the. The episode yes. of Pandora. <laughs> or they could they could do with some of the cheese that Gabrielle's hoarding later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hang so on, not Zena as... I just got a text from my mother that says she's fully vaccinated. Let's do an applause. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Pfizer. This podcast is pro-vax. Yes. I fucking wish I could have yes. one. You've had one. Yeah. I've had I've had one. Got got another one in uh, a couple enough. of weeks. I'm not old enough weeks. to have had one. <laughs> Yes, you are. I'm not. No, it's not open to under forties yet in Scotland. Oh, in Scotland, yeah. No shit, man. Under forties. I know, it's sickening. Um, <laughs> I mean, I am fat enough to have one, but there's only so much humiliation that I can take. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, make it work for you. <laughs> work it, baby. work it, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I'll phone up the doctor later. Excuse me, uh, could you please let me come in to be weighed so that you can give me a COVID vaccine? <laughs> well, very, very, very good news about you, Ma. That's good. Yes, yes. That's so good. that's sorry. That was a digression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Zena stroke Diana stands up and makes a series of increasingly fishy toasts. Yeah. About you know to our. To the Union of the Kingdoms, to um, the end of slavery, woo, yeah. and to death to traitors. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, whoa, she just steady on see, Diana. She just wants to see everyone's reaction. It's yeah. very funny. <laughs> it's like what I do. It's it's basically my my behaviour at a dinner party. Just say something outrageous to see how people will react. For the lulls. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, that seems on brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for assassins, oh, okay. okay? Assassin! Assassin! But then, so this <laughs> lot, she gets away with that, right? <laughs> but then what she's not going to get away with, she's supposed to play the harp, which... Yeah, because um, <laughs> Philemon and Mirius are obviously dead suspicious now because she's... she's very out of character for Diana. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, play play the harp. She plays the harp beautifully. I've told you, right? She's told you she's a badass harpist. <laughs> <laughs> Harpy, harpist. Um, Harpy's next episode. Incredibly, 
yeah, incredibly, um, harp playing is not one of Zena's many, many skills. skills. Yeah. But she, she dodges this particular bullet by going up to the harp, which seems to be made from a whale rib um, or, <laughs> or something like that. And um, with one single strum of the strings, she managed to break every single string. And do you know why that is? It's because she's got Incredibly such... Incredibly strong fingers. Such, she's so good at fingering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can make uh, her fingers stiff. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh! Right. Horrible. Have we done that enough? Horrible. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Oh, the so harp must she, have been strung too tightly. It'll highly, it's not the yeah. only one in this fucking castle that's highly strung. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. We switch now to... Um, finally, we get a little bit, bit more Gabrielle. So we've got Gabrielle and Diana, rather than Gabrielle and Zena mm-hmm. in the forest. And Diana is brushing Argo's tail a thousand times because that's what you do with hair to make it glossy. Yep. Um, and Gabrielle manages to know that that's what horses' tails are meant to look like. C- can yeah. you not? What is the point? Because it's just going to get shit on it later. Well, she doesn't say that exactly, but, but that's a good true. point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Diana gets a, a little taste of um, the travelling life. So she's, she's horrified at the idea she's going to sleep on the floor, that they've only got a bit of bread and cheese to eat. Um, she says, I can't sleep on the floor. Phil- Philemon thinks I'm a fragile flower. So Philemon she should only have the best. Did you, yeah. did you mean to do that in an incredibly camp voice? Oh, Philemon thinks I'm a fragile flower. <laughs> no, I must be. I, I was thinking of his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Edward II. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um,. So yeah, uh, she doesn't want to lie but, on but the ground. But right? she's actually, she doesn't want to, but she kind of says, no, this will be good for me, this this travelling and seeing what real life is like. This will be good for me. So she's developing a growth mindset. So, you know, kudos yeah, okay. to, to Diana for that. <coughs> but it doesn't stretch as far as eating cheese out cheese. of a bag. <laughs> cheese <laughs> wrapped in cloth. I presume a little cheese, cheese cloth. Um, I mean, Gabrielle mm. gives her some cheese without even murdering her whole family first. So there's growth there. <laughs> she, unlike Zena, doesn't take that unnecessary step. <laughs> so it can be done. They said it couldn't be done, and yet that's progress. There's a callback. Um, <laughs> right, right to the very first episode. Yeah. Um, at this point, a starving beggar turns up um, and just stands mm. politely while they have this little philosophical yeah. debate, and then he's says, one of the deserving. Have you got anything? Because he knows his place. Unlike the previous day. Yeah, and Diana says, but there's no one starving in my, I mean, this kingdom. Yeah, there's jobs for those who want them, actually, I think you'll find, you lazy bastard. Oh, really? Oh, really? Um, (laughs) Listen, the only people who don't work are the people who don't want to work. Get on your bike. Get on your bike, pal. Have they invented bikes in ancient Greece? This is heavy irony, by the way, in case you can't tell. Yeah, I suspect... <laughs> Not many of our listeners will will remember Norman Tebbit and his no. his famous advice in the eighties in the unemployment crisis of the eighties to say, well, my, when my father was out of work, he got on his bike and looked for work. Yeah. So first, buy a bike if you have no money. Yeah. Step one, um, buy a bike. Anyway, so the starving beggar has his family, so he brings forth the urchins, and Diana has a sad because the urchins are because it turns out. Um, that there actually are poor people, Diana. I know you didn't believe they yeah. existed, but it turns out they yeah. exist. And They're let real. me just take this moment here to go on a digression. And that digression Another is one? eat the rich, destroy the monarchy. <laughs> and fuck patriarchy. Yeah, that as well. But um yeah, Diana suddenly realises that her entire life is a moral vacuum. Like, why does she live yes. in privilege uh, when these people are starving mm. out of an accident of birth because she happened to be born um, to a guy with a giant hat? I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> and as we'll see later, a polystyrene hat. It's not even real. It's not even a real hat. <laughs> Stop jumping ahead. Stop jumping ahead. Okay, sorry. Um, 
back at the so so Diana's having this moment of this kind of epiphany. Um, no, hang on, she was in the last episode. Yeah, she um, was in the last scene. We're in a different scene now. Is this yeah. the, is this next scene the one where Philemon catches Zena out by making her catch a piece of fruit? Yes, he he, <laughs> he, tosses, he tosses he tosses an orange at um, air quotes Diana. Yeah. Obviously, Zena catches it and he says, "Ha ha! Diana can't catch for toffee. Who are you? What have you done with Diana?" So Zena comes clean, and so does Philemon, because um, she says, uh, "How how long have you been in love with Diana?" It's like, well, Forever, no, no shit. Of course, it, yeah. Love at first sight. Yeah, that's all it takes. Forever and always. But she has to marry my brother. Ugh. Oh, she's gonna she's marry my eldest. brother so that we can abolish slavery. The problems <laughs> of two people don't add up to a hill of beans in this. <laughs> unequal world <laughs> yeah they're rudely interrupted by yet another assassin assassin um, <laughs> which she again sets on fire right well it's already on fire so, so this guy basically tosses a molotov cocktail through oh, the window right. it doesn't and he, break and he stands there waiting <laughs> waiting to see the the curtains go up in flames and he kind of goes huh when it doesn't did she catch it then obviously Zena's caught it <laughs> As twere an orange, thrown yeah. by Philemon. Um, <laughs> and Philemon goes, oh, that's interesting. How does it work? Just like I'll this. Show he you. lobs it back out the window. <laughs> hits the guy who threw it. So sets someone else on fire. Yeah. Then interrogates him with the use of pressure points. And yeah, did you I, time the pressure yes, points? Yes, I did. I did. She didn't say how long it would take him to die this time. They've given up on that at this point. Yeah. But wasn't it 20 seconds that she said before in the first episode? She said 20 seconds, didn't she? And then later 20, on, she makes it the... 30 and sometimes just soon. Um, anyway, so it was 19 seconds the time this time between pinch oh, and it? release. So uh, they've done well. But he, he spills he spills the beans straight away. He says, Romeo's hired me. And, and Romeo's is like the security guy. Or no, he's something. the general. Who the used general, ca- is he? Yeah, who the used chariot salesman was seen talking to before. Yeah, so Romeus or Bromius or whatever his name is um, hangs out with Professor Quirrell. Yes. So we go to I love Bromius's the bit, like, room. No, my favourite part of this was that when he fell into the fountain oh, yeah. and was splashing about and you can definitely see the production team throwing buckets of water on him. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, oh, look at that. <laughs> I mean, all the water coming from above, it's not being got there by splashing, you know. <laughs> I'm assuming this that. is like stage fire, you know, the kind where it doesn't really get through to your skin. Yeah, and um, you can you can see that when um the first guy goes out of the window that Lucy's done her fire breathing on, mm-hmm. um, it's that kind of liquid fire. Yeah. Some of it spills onto the windowsill. So the windowsill yes, gets yeah, 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 yeah. looks as if it's set on fire. So yeah, it's it's stage fire. Um, Obviously. I mean they anyway, didn't really so they, set anyone in fire for this show. Unfortunately, oh, just don't commit. <laughs> just don't commit. God, method acting. So we, so game. we know, so we know that we know that Romeus or Bromius, whatever his name is, Bromius. is behind this, <laughs> Bro. this assassination attempt. Bro. Or is he? So we rush to Romeus's room and we find that he's hanged himself. Um, well, they say hung, King... hung. They say hung, and then I did a Helen Stewart. <laughs> Hanged! It's hanged! <laughs> I even did the I'm accent, stupid. but that's just natural. Are we doing Bad Girls next? Is that our next podcast? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, so Romeus has hung, hungy, 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 hung, hanged himself. Um, so the king says, oh good, the danger's over. Romeus I mean, is this well hung. <laughs> <laughs> Romeus is well hung. The danger's over. Let's get Diana back. Thank you, Zena. Off your toddle. Yeah. Uh, and Professor Quirrell overhears this and says, oh, Zena. Hmm. That explains a lot. Hmm. Lol. Yeah. And then obviously he reveals himself to be the true baddie behind it all with his like comedy laugh, comedy cackle. Like, yes. <laughs> let me just, let me just adjust my moustache because I am actually the evil one. <laughs> <laughs> But I oh wish no, you could because... see, gentle <laughs> listener. I wish you could see <laughs> what Wonka's doing to accompany this. It's, but yeah, it's a masterclass in a way. Yeah, that's me. I'm just a masterclass of bullshit. Um, yeah. 
But no, because they're swapping back now. Everyone's in danger. Zena's off out into the wilderness and gets Diana's back in the castle. And she comes up, runs up to her dad to tell him how there are still poor people. Because it turns out well, there's more than one what, corrupt bastard in this kingdom just stealing all what, the charity that they're giving to the poor. Bastards. What, we, what we've missed out here is um, a little scene where um, Gabrielle and um, oh, yes, Diana uh-huh. are sitting on the, on the generic temple steps um, yeah. with the beggar and the urchins. Um, just having a moment. Um, Diana's learning about the little people and uh, the ordinary people. And one of the kids says... What, what's this? Touching the chakram. And she says, it's my round killing thing. Yeah. Class. Um, and you know, how does it work? Well, you, you throw it. So she throws it and obviously she's not fully trained on the round killing thing. <laughs> sh- yeah. chakram, chakram absolutely goes rogue. Uh, ping, <laughs> ping, 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 ping. Lots and lots of things. Um, including her father's enormous crown because up rides Kingy with his retinue and it splits the crown in two. So it's actually a two-piece crown. It's a no, stackable. It's a two-piece. A stackable yeah. crown. Now, do you think that the crown was so ridiculous in order for, to facilitate this joke? Probably. <laughs> was that the whole point Probably. of it? Was that the whole point of it? Um, Quite possibly. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um... <laughs> This is coming to fetch Diana back because it's all the dangers over now. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. no, because Twirly Mustache Man is still there. He's like, now Xena's out of the way. We can kill Diana. And then he's like, we'll kill True Birds with one stone because they've set up a hilarious falling chandelier prank. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> um, Phantom of the Opera thing yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a, a side note: when um, Quirrell's looking on from the ramparts, going, "This this will be easy," and he's talking to his guard. Um, and I, I just, it, I really thought the guard's uniform look make him look like a woodlouse. They've got those little a overlapping. Yeah. Okay. Bug, I'll, I'll call them. be sure to watch that again and yeah, see so got if wood, I notice woodlouse. Trilobite henchman. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Good um, note, good note. Excellent bit, good note. Excellent bit of exposition here. Um, Philemon and uh, his tedious brother are having a having a chat in Philemon's quarters, and random guard comes up with a big chair, saying, "Oh, we're just returning this chair because we needed to use it to cut Bromius down from where he was hang- where he hanged himself in his room." Yeah. And um, Philemon goes, "Well, surely there was something to to stand on." No, there was nothing else to stand on in the room. We had to take a chair from your room so we could get up to the beam and cut him down. Yeah. Nice. So Philemon realises, realises, by the guards, he, he must have been murdered. He didn't hang himself after all. So yes. there well, is you still see, a big is, bad. When I first watched this episode 25 years ago, this is, mm. like, I didn't notice this, did you? Like, Xena obviously noticed it. Xena notices everything. But, well, um, there wasn't a chair in the room. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this has taught me a good way to tell if someone has been staged, if so, if a suicide has been staged. Um, <laughs> ah, but they could have been standing on an ice cube, big ice cube, which is now melted. Yeah, <laughs> one of the classic locked room puzzles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still though, I mean, it's okay. I think it's a decent twist. It's a decent yeah. twist, decent-ish twist. So, like, oh no! Yeah. Uh, it turns out that everyone is still in danger uh, because he was murdered. There must be another conspirator. I wonder who. I wonder who. So, so he runs off to tell so Diana, Philemon. who sends him away to get Zena back. Got to get Zena back, Philemon. Yeah. Run, 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 Philemon. But hang on, that means Diana is unprotected in the castle. Yeah, because it does mean that oh, Philemon shit. has gone to oh, get no. Zena. Oh no! So, but luckily, so we it's her have... wedding day now. She's got to go marry. It's this. their wedding day, and they're they're standing directly under the wobbly chandelier. Yeah. So this is uh, what's She's his name? Go Mirius marry and this fucking homo. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> non fucking homo. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, not fucking her homo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we and we see Sabantan sneaks out to cut the rope of the chandelier and as the chandelier falls, it falls down, 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 right over the heads of the unhappy couple. But at the very last moment, 
Diana, would you believe it if Diana bundles Mirius out of the way and it turns out Diana is actually Xena after all. Oh, <gasps> who would have thought? It's Gasped all a big secret. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, what's really the opposite is... of dramatic irony? <laughs> Ironic drama. <laughs> so this is good, right? This is a, this is this this is the twist, right? That they had done a switcheroo again, but with no one knowing, uh huh, yes. including the audience, uh-huh. including us. Yeah. We didn't know either, uh huh. Um, because that because both Zena and Diana have actually got quite into character now. They're they're both yes, much better at passing. Yes, they're absolutely they're better at playing each other. Because um, yeah, in this episode, Lucy Lawless actually plays four different roles. She plays Zena. Yes. She plays Diana. She plays, or maybe maybe it's like six different roles. She plays oh Zena and Diana. She plays Zena being Diana badly. She plays Zena being yes. Diana well. She plays Diana being Xena badly and Diana being Xena well as well. Does she does she play she plays Xena being Diana being Xena? <laughs> let's, let's not. Let's not pursue that any further. Inception. Anyway. Take yeah. the glass take the sunglasses off and another pair of sunglasses are underneath. <laughs> So now we get a big, big fight and there's more Bucks Fizz tribute action as Xena rips off her long skirt to reveal a shorter, sexier, fight-friendly skirt underneath. Or <laughs> a she just fighting pulls skirt. Off, pulls off the end of yeah, it. Yeah, she pulls she off has, her... She has a history. She pulls off she her has skirt a history to reveal of her of, netball skirt. <laughs> she, yeah, she has a history of ripping really nice frocks so she, yeah, so she, she can fight better. She does, that's true. And this, and this is where I think the Princess Diana thing comes in because... Now that she's ripped off her skirt, she's got this sort of golden bodice um, corset, these gold boots, this little short skirt, little short, um, and she's basically Wonder Woman. This is basically Wonder oh, Woman's wedding day. So that's that's. I think this is a Princess Diana, Wonder Woman, Diana. And could it also have something to do with the fact Reference. that Diana is the Roman equivalent of Artemis, and later on we see her using a harp as a giant bow and arrow. We can read that into it. That's a stri- that <laughs> we can shoehorn. We can shoehorn that in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good. Uh, I think there's some there's some strong Wonder Woman energy um, okay. in this fight. Fair enough. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> Mirius is kind of looking at this. Is who I'm meant to be marrying? This this is who I'm marrying. He's like, oh this no, fight bitch. She's got tits. Help! <laughs> I really didn't want. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I can't cope with this. This is not what I had in mind. <laughs> so he so he, he nopes his way out of it. Yeah. Um, Professor Quirrell realises that if this is Xena, then Diana must be unprotected somewhere. So he makes to leave with his, his woodlouse buddy. Yeah. Um, but as you've just said, Xena yeah. uses the harp, which seems to have been restrung very quickly. Yeah. Since she broke all the strings yesterday. <laughs> uh, and she has four arrows and she uses the harp as a bow. Uh, I'm doing the actions. You can't see it, but Wonko can. Yeah. Um, and as always happens when you fire four ar- arrows at a time, they <laughs> pin <laughs> Professor Quirrell to the to the wall by his cloak in four different points yeah. without hitting him. Yeah. She is that good. She is she that is, good. Is that good? She is that good. And, yeah. And and this is the point where Miriam says, "I am not marrying this scary lady. I am no, not no, no, marrying no. this woman." And he put a yeah. real emphasis on woman. Yes, I, I was not informed that Diana was a woman. <laughs> now listen, love, there's a lot I can put up with, right? But it's not this is not one of it, okay? This is not one of the things I can put up with. He's like the gay she's like the he's like up the with which the, I cannot put. <laughs> he's like the gay costume designers from French and Saunders. No, the gay makeup artists. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot those. Yeah. No one will get that. Literally, Alrighty. no one will get that. No. YouTube. Look it. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Just look it up. What do you think a dictionary's for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Google it. Oh, see all the kids that ask me what things mean. What does this mean? Blah blah blah. Look it up. Fucking Google it. That's what I do every time. I don't know anything. I Google it. And my friend Goblin said, yeah. "Is that because you've got a pathological um, inability to be seen to not know something?" And I'm like, maybe, but. 
<laughs> That's something you and I have in common. <laughs> Pretend you knew all along. You just frantically giggled at that moment. Yeah. Um. So as I say, Zena and Diana have got quite good at impersonating each other. Diana has learned mm. to ride properly, not side saddle. Yep. So she's riding like a prostitute gone... now. <laughs> she is. She's she broken is. her hind. <laughs> And if she's not done it now, she'll do it quite soon because she's with Philemon. <laughs> she's with Philemon, who thinks she's Xena, and in the person of Xena, she tricks Philemon into telling her that he loves Diana. Yeah. Um, so they declare each other's they declare love to each other, and Argo sidles off in embarrassment as they as they snog. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh, this is Ar- Argo is like <laughs> this is ominously heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> and someone had to explain to Argo oh, later that it wasn't looks- really Xena. He didn't see Zena doing like a straight Zena. thing. <laughs> looks yeah. like Zena, but that doesn't look like the kind of person Zena's kissing right on the regular. <laughs> so finally, then smash we cut have a to happy, their wedding. Yeah, happy wedding day, Diana and, and Philemon. So yeah. all is as it should be. And, or and here's is where we it? Because I've got a question. Oh, what? Well, why does this work? Because he's not the heir; he's the spare. Nothing he does should have any impact on the laws of the of Liberium. So it's all very well and on good. The, the ancient dispute. Yeah, it's all very Due well and good disputes. for Diana and Philemon, who are very happy now, but... Perhaps they've discovered that they can amend the constitution. Perhaps they've discovered they that, can laws the can be, that laws can actually be changed. And you don't need to go through all this rigmarole. And you can actually just... You can actually, believe it or not, just stop doing things that you know are wrong. Who would have thought? Well, that that gives me food food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. No, no, I don't mean this podcast. You're not allowed to stop this. We've paid oh, for a full year of can't, hosting. Can't stop doing things we know are wrong. <laughs> full year of hosting, paid for it, prepaid. So no, we've got okay. we've got to keep doing this okay. for at least two seasons. To make it work. So out. happy clap, happy clappy wedding. It's it's all fun and maypoles. And um, Gabrielle says, I, "I hope I find someone who makes me smile like that." Uh, yeah, you already did, love. Says, oh, um, you will, you will. And Gabrielle actually says, looking at at Diana, who we have established is the exact duplicate of Zena. She says, "She's so beautiful. <laughs> She's so beautiful." Yeah, She's we so get beautiful. it. We get it, Gabs. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. I understand the hints you're laying down. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Zena is also leaving hints. She's like, just don't be afraid to speak up when it happens. But neither of them yeah. are really on the right wavelength here. They're not quite there And by yet, wavelength, I do mean... I'm doing... I'm, I'm doing <laughs> She's a, making sis- a, very a scissoring hand gesture. gesture. <laughs> it's, it's quite unpleasant. <laughs> anyway... There we go. So Zena and Diana had fun pretending to be each other. Zena says, "Well, I'd, I'd still rather be me than than Diana. You know, all that all that luxury is not not really me." But Except she could get used to the snacks. Except for these Yes, <laughs> with these Rocher, you are really spoiling them. But she she grabs the whole platter. It's like Zena; those were for everyone. You know, greedy <laughs> bitch. Well, she probably hasn't asked for any other payment. Because that's true. Know, she's not a mercenary. That's true. Just pay me in Ferrero Rocher. Pay me in Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and there we go. That that's our episode. So lots of fun. Our first introduction to Doppelgangerverse, which um, will yep. be expanded um, <laughs> very much infinitely so. by, by yeah. the end by the God. end of the show. Oh. Um, I like this episode very much. Yeah, it's pretty. Not good. enough, Gabrielle. But no, for a no, Gablite but, you know. episode, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I yeah, pretty what, what what score are you giving it? Eight. Me too. <gasps> we are as ever of one mind, my young Padawan. As oh, wait, nearly no, always, my elderly co-host. <laughs> I haven't got a whole mind to share. <laughs> what remains of my adult mind mm. is. What remains of Professor Flim Flam? That's a video game. Ooh. It's not the game. What, what remains of Edith Finch? Which you should play. It's a good game. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I've downloaded it, not played it yet. 
Sort yourself out. You've got nothing else to do right. for the rest of the day, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do anything. Do anything. Yeah. So the bard's eye view for warrior princess is eight out of ten. Yeah. Um. Next time. Oh, we'll goody, be making I'm so looking return. forward to next time. So much. Yes, <gasps> we'll be making a return to one of our favourite characters that we've ever seen on this show. Um, next episode is called Mortal Beloved. I don't know why I'm Beloved. making that noise. No, I don't. I'm <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so next time we're, we're going to review Mortal Beloved. Um, and we may not enjoy it quite as much as this one, but... Oh, you, know, you don't know. I've not seen it. In, we're keeping an open I've mind. not seen it in twenty five years. Maybe it's better than I remember. You never know. Maybe. You never. You just Maybe. never know, do you? <laughs> uh. Let's. Find, we'll find out next week. Yeah. Okay, folks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast, and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review but only if it's a good one. Bye!